Welcome back to the Strictly Conversational Podcast, where we have very strict and serious conversations only. I'm your host, Bailey Hunt, and with me is my wonderful co-host, Noah DeGeorge. Hey, I'm making you laugh. This we haven't guy, even started yet. He's over here. He's mocking me. He's having a, a good old time making me laugh. Noah, um, I have a confession to make. Okay. Are you bringing it down now? I'm going to bring the tone down just a little bit. Okay. Cut the, cut the laughs and the gags and that kind of thing, but... Uh, Noah, you know how I promised in the first episode uh, to plug your music in every single episode of ours? Uh-huh. I forgot to plug your music in the last oh, episode. You're right. I'm a big old dingus, and I'm so sorry. Will you ever forgive me? I'll think about it. You'll think about it? I'll think about I it. I haven't slept in a week. <laughs> you haven't slept in a week. I've been <laughs> tossing and turning every night. Wonder if you'll forgive me. I'll forgive you. I thought oh. about it in those two seconds. I just wasn't listening. And his like, heart hey. grew three sizes that day. <laughs> his heart being my heart. Uh, Noah, besides this treachery, how are you today? I'm doing really good. I'm so excited for this episode. Dude, I, we've been excited for this episode since we like tossed around ideas for the podcast. Absolutely. This is our very first episode with a guest. A guest. With with a very special guest, super, if super you ask special. me. With us today is the wonderful Daniel Stroud. Daniel, how are you today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being <laughs> here, man. Yeah. So we brought... So polite. Yeah, he's so polite. Come what on. Can I say? What can he say? I'm a nice guy. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> he's a simple man. Take his word for it. He's a nice guy. He's a Wisconsin boy. He's a simple man. <laughs> but um, no, uh, Noah, let's talk about why we brought Daniel on the podcast. So today. Daniel's done this awesome thing, yep. right? Where Yeah, okay. I don't know if it's awesome. Hey, it's awesome to me. Yeah, it's pretty it's awesome. It's because it's foreign to me. Where Daniel has watched a new movie, or at least new to him, every single day of the year. Which is crazy. Yeah. Um, Starting January 1st, you watched a new movie to you every day. Yes, I did. <laughs> so what movie are you on? What number? Today is the 251st day of the year. 251st day of the year. That's higher that than I can count. 251 movies. Yeah. I can't even imagine a number that high. Well, I know for a fact you've watched more than two. <laughs> whoa, whoa. You, I, know down, watched... Math guy. <laughs> I know you've watched more movies than that because... Um, as far as I've hung out with you over the past year, I know you've watched more than one movie a day, even. Yeah. Um, which is still even crazy. And, and that's like unex unincluding like excluding like rewatches or like series of movies that you'll watch in one day. Like you watch the Harry Potter movies over Yeah, I did a marathon. It was my first time watching it, so that rolls right into the What'd you think? It was okay. It's okay. It was pretty good. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. It's hard when you don't grow up with those to like really get back get into it. That's you know? how I'm that's how I'm you know, that's where I'm at. Yeah, as we so talked about in the last episode, for sure. a little bit more foreign to those than, than some people are. So, But that's still a crazy thing. By the way, guys, uh, on Instagram, you can follow Daniel's journey uh, at movieaday2020. Um, really cool stuff. You can just, you know, kind of see what he's been watching. Um, but I would like to kind of jump into this. Daniel, what led you to start watching a movie a day? Well, I mean, it just kind of been an idea for a long time. I just have a long list of different movies I've been feeling like I needed to watch. And just on the notes of my phone, I just find a new movie every now and then just keep adding it to it. And it just builds up so much. And, you know, I was like, this past December, I was like, you know what? Why not? I'll go Eventually, you just had 365 movies on your like, list. You're like, oh, like, what, what, suspiciously what, what do you know? Everything clicked. <laughs> like, Hold on. <laughs> Hold the phone. Hold the phone. <laughs> Something's going on. And an idea was born. Yeah. And this, this, you could have, couldn't have picked a better year to watch a movie oh, a day. Absolutely. I'm sure you had ample time come March through August. Way too much in. time. I was going to yeah. say, yeah. Was it, did it become something where you were like, you know, you know 
that you have nothing else to do during the day except for watch a movie. That kind of like in a way held me together during the whole thing. Oh, like, man, no, that's at good. Least, yeah, at least there's something thing. to look forward to with being at home for No, you're whatever, right. I mean, some months. people took up knitting. You just watched. I'm making my own sourdough like everybody else on YouTube. Did you really make your own sourdough bread? No, I'm not rich. What are you talking about? I'm looking at a a bag of sourdough bread you purchased from Walmart. Yeah, you're you're expecting me to make one? That's crazy. You just can make Walmart bread. That's true. (laughs) Walmart bread recipe. You don't? Surprisingly, no. Good to fool. And I don't have a stove. Remember we talked about last episode? (laughs) Oh, we call that that in the biz a callback. That's a callback, Yeah, it's a full circle joke. Um, so, so Daniel, as you've watched a movie a day for, for most of, tw- of 2020 now, how has this, you know, this experience changed your view of movies as a whole? Has it made you like, I don't know, appreciate them more or, uh, what have you noticed? I guess like, how has it changed your view of movies as a whole? I definitely like movies more. Really? really? I, more or more. like the same? I mean, I definitely appreciate them on a different value, uh-huh. but like, I, I mean, there's plenty of days I'm not looking forward to watching a movie. Oh, of course. It's like, I don't right. have any time. I have to wake up at 6 a.m. to watch a movie. I've done <laughs> that, that. I'm not proud I've done that. That uh, is too commitment. Many times. That is commitment, man. There's enough hour and a half long movies in the world for you to do that most days. There's a very special movie in this biz Yeah, uh, known as Guava Island. It's a 60-minute um Sixty minute musical. I've never heard so of it. Saved me one day. It's I would have a, not been able to It's the childish Gambino Rihanna thing. Yeah. Right? It's pretty good. I've heard it's all right. Why have I not heard of it? If you're in a situation you need to watch a movie, that's the movie for you. <laughs> if you're like if someone holds a gun to your head, you have to watch a movie yeah, right quick, now. Quick, watch a movie. You've got an hour and fifteen minutes. Would you're popping okay. Gob Island. I guess. Would if somebody so Daniel, if somebody was to you know, if you say you've already watched your movie for the day and somebody was like, Hey, you wanna watch a movie? And they're just like so casual about it. Does that does that trigger you? Does that like hurt like you? Punch him in the to, throat to have to casually watch a movie that somebody else wants to watch. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I am always game to watch a movie. <laughs> Still, <laughs> wow. day two fifty one. My only concern is it can't be too good of a movie because I already have my movie for the day. <laughs> <laughs> or unless it's a movie I'd already seen. It then. can't be better than the movie that you already watched. Then that I feel day. like I just wasted my time. Come no, on, that makes now, sense. Man. That makes sense. Um, out of all the movies that you've seen. Um, is there are there certain types of movies that you gravitate towards um, or certain movies that you avoid? Like I know having followed your Instagram kind of just this picture of all the stuff that you've watched, you typically don't, you know, watch something like Secret Life of Pets 2 or Trolls World Tour, for instance. Why not? Where's the Trolls World Tour content that I've been waiting for this whole time? Don't get me wrong. I want to see that. I know yeah, you do. I, I know you do. I'm a big Trolls guy. We go to family video and you're like, should we watch Trolls World Tour? We all just make fun of one of these days. Have you ever chosen, well, I was, have you ever chosen an animated movie to be your movie of the day? Something that is in that, along those lines. Like, I know you watched, did you watch I Lost My Body? I did like an animated movie week. Okay. Just, just to mix it That's up. That's right. Didn't you I'm watch not, Spirited Away that week too? Yeah, I did. Gosh, Incredible awesome. movie. But yeah. I'm not really big on animated movies. Mm-hmm. I like cartoons and stuff. It just doesn't really grasp me. But, you know, it's like, as I get more into this, I start being more open to what kind of movies I watch. And it's like, you know, if it's considered a good movie, I'm not going to not watch it. That is, so yeah, that's fair. I was like, you know what? Let's just pound out some of the like, better ended of the animated movies in that realm like in the lexicon of really incredible animated features you're like i gotta gotta watch these yeah, movies so for sure that makes sense i really don't have a genre i'm not gonna not gonna watch now. okay is there a, is there a genre that you're jaded to now that you've watched them a lot yeah that's a good question like is there anything that you've noticed in a lot of movies that like annoy you 
I actually I know the answer to this question. You know the answer. So I'm really excited about this. Neo Noirs. Really? <laughs> They're the most annoying thing. <laughs> There's so many of these movies, it's the same feel and they're identical plots. So can you tell the listeners and us, I mean we kind of know, but like what kind of movie you're talking about? It's kind of like um that like taxi driver or drive or those uh Blade Runner, those type of oh, movies. Yeah. I mean, those are the good ones. Those yeah. are the ones I would recommend watching. Well, that's I the think thing. after they made yeah. those, they should have stopped making movies like that. <laughs> Everybody compares them to Taxi Driver. Yeah. Exactly. Because that's the best one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's a guy trying to find someone and doing the same like path of like, you know, there's killing and stuff going on. And it's got the same like kind of a neon color scheme to it. And it's like everything is very steamy. Listen, and it's just and just put, your, put on your sunglasses, cool. Yeah, just <laughs> listen, listen here, Nicholas Winding Refn. You better knock it off. I hate that man. We're tired of you. <laughs> They're all the same. Daniel told me that Nicholas Winding Refn is actually colorblind. Really? Yeah. I don't know if many people are really colors. familiar with him, but yeah, he did Drive, which is incredible, right? He drives drive, off, yeah. Yes. yeah. And then he made a few more movies that has like amplified the the neon use and the colors that are like. Not really going together, but people praise it just because it looks fun, I guess. Only does God not, forgives. Does he he just what's going on. He kind of just like flips a coin and goes, it's going to be green in this scene. <laughs> well, <laughs> so he doesn't know. And he no one tells him that tell. it's actually red. <laughs> he goes, hey, Refin, what do you like about this one? He goes, I don't really see colors. <laughs> he goes, he goes green. <laughs> That's yeah, what yeah. I like about and this everybody, one. These colors just, don't match, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and they're too scared to disagree with them. I guess on the other side of things, you know, I know you don't enjoy Neonoir. What are like types of movies or tropes in movies or particular kind of things that you have become to like endear towards or like enjoy more that's kind of a hard one i mean yeah we've seen kinda, a lot i've seen yeah. don't get me wrong i've seen a lot of movies <laughs> 251 maybe this guy's a big movie guy i'm a big movie guy what watch out for this dude but honestly the first thing i'm really looking for is i feel like i feel it's such an obligation to just watch you like oscar movies yeah it's like that's kind of just the ballpark for them. Well, because everybody says they're good. But like in those Oscar movies that you like, like I know you really like Three Billboards Outside of Missouri. Such a cool movie. Yeah. So like in those movies, what about them do you enjoy particularly? I think the easiest way to enjoy a movie, and I feel like anyone who's like really big on movies are gonna be like, that's really dumb. That's what you're basing it off. But like music in movies, it's just so incredibly important. Yeah. And like if it's like slow movies. Who can who can really like slow movies? They're slow. <laughs> They're slow. What more is there about? We, it? we just watched but, Coming by Your Name last night, which is in essence of a, a pretty. It is a crawl. It's it a crawl a, movie, but it's good. That didn't feel like it though, because there's good music in it. Yeah, it's incredible. But I've yeah. seen so many movies that are so slow, and they're just like like dead. There's no like music playing in mm-hmm. it. Because because it, like it like moves the energy yeah, forward. It just right? feels so much slower. Yeah. Do you and, think that there's an like a reason? Do, could you see maybe? A reason for movies to say there's going to be not that much music it's in gonna this make movie. it more lifelike uh-huh it's just gonna get more like a, a real feel to it and frankly i don't care <laughs> it's a movie. I, I could i could see how that could yeah, be that makes sense. grading at, like i mean if you're watching a lot of those movies you take in a lot of that that type of media yeah. i can see how that's just immediately becomes one of those things where you're like okay we're just gonna do this again and throw a different skin on it and that just it becomes old i can yeah. i can yeah. see that and like one of the first things i'm looking for in movies pretty much when it comes to like this like driving thing that I, I gotta watch a movie today. I'm trying to find something that's short. Yeah. And if time wise it's short, don't make it feel like even slower. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. Yeah. If I'm if I dare myself to watch Wolf of Wall Street, which is three hours long, at least there's music playing. Yeah. It better <laughs> feel quick. I guess. I want to feel like it's 
pulling each scene together. Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. Out of, out of all the stuff that you've watched though, I mean, like, you know, noticing trends and things like that, out of everything you watch, is there like a, a certain, you know, type of movie or, or I would say like, are there more movies that are generally good? Right. Or are you noticing that out of all the movies that you're selecting, you know, ones that you've not heard of or ones that you've not, you don't really know about, are there more that are generally good because somebody else says they're good or there, or are there more that you generally dislike just based on how you feel about that kind of stuff? I feel like I can like, if I really wanted to, I could genuinely enjoy almost any movie, Uh huh. but a lot of it is the atmosphere that I watch it in. I've probably like 90% of these movies I've watched by myself, just on my computer with headphones in. And I really feel like that's the best way to experience a movie. Yeah. Like, I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Like just when you have other people around and there's like talking or there's like yeah. any, they have any like negative feedback towards it. That's going to, that's going to ruin your, it pulls you out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 No, I really do love watching, you know, watching movies while you're there by yourself on your computer with your headphones. Yeah, and that's no, my favorite way no to watch a movie. No one just sits in the corner and watches Daniel and sees his expressions. He's like, oh yeah, that's good. That's nice. <laughs> you like that scene. Yeah. yeah, yeah I like like, it. There's music playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I could tell this one's a slow but, one. Yeah. Well, I mean, I definitely love watching movies with other people, but yeah. like it's every movie's a different setting and stuff. So yeah. Um, Especially if you're at a point where you have to do this and everybody else is just like, this is what they've got like, going guys, on I'm on watching Tuesday this, night. I'm watching this because I have to and I want to genuinely experience it. Right? Yeah. Because they're just doing it just to crack jokes. Yeah. I mean, going back to Come, Come By Your Name, probably wasn't the ideal atmosphere to watch that movie. Yeah. What? I, that's what, definitely... what do you mean? With, with five other guys? Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> the perfect perfect place to watch Come By Your Name was with five other college dudes. It's definitely, and this might be stupid saying this, <laughs> I got a rewatch list. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's building. It's like this movie I need to re-experience. And Call Me By Your Name is definitely going to be on that. Is that 2021? Rewatch a movie a day oh, in 2021. Let's get through 2020 first before I'll just we have rewatch to... the same movies. <laughs> oh, What's the fault? Just not. go from like in the beginning this time. So in 2021 with the first movie you watched in 2020. That seems horrible. That sounds like the worst idea in the world. And I don't really need to watch A Glimpse into the Mind of Charles one the third another time. That wasn't a great movie. <laughs> um, I, you said something that you know reminded me. Like if somebody points out a flaw in a movie that you're enjoying and it's like a continuous flaw you can't help but continue to notice that thing like we just watched book smart and yeah. there's a lot of needle drops in that movie where it's just like and song and, and yeah, it yeah. happens so often and once i realized that i couldn't i couldn't stop thinking about how many times a song starts in that movie like is that does that happen to you a lot where it's like someone somebody points out a trend that is annoying to them and you're like oh, i can't i can't stop thinking about that now yeah i mean that one in particular didn't really bother me because i mean as i I guess I'm gonna keep pulling back to music. He loves something music. about music. Big music guy. I guess so. But follow Daniel I mean, on Bob Drop. I I had a lower like I kind of had lower expectations out of Booksmart. I know people love Booksmart, but I don't know. Just in a comedy, it's like I'm gonna be more forgiving in those kind of areas. But yeah, it's like I mean, it's the same idea of like when you when you go buy a new car. And then all of a sudden you think like, you know, it's like, I'm not really that familiar with this type of car, but all of a sudden you see it at every single red light. You pass it on the street everywhere. Oh, yeah. sure. All of a sudden it becomes the most common car in the world. I've seen a lot of Honda Accords recently. I was going to say, there's so many people that drive my car yeah. here at this school now. It's a Honda Civic. Hey, that's right? my yeah. car. It's yeah. a Honda Civic. Same <laughs> color too, though. Somebody stole my no. car. <laughs> see, I'm important though, because they all have the same color. <laughs> they all have the same color. How does that happen? No, it goes, I'm important here. It is suspicious. <laughs> that car's a piece of junk. Why would everybody want that car <laughs> it's a conspiracy dog uh but, yeah that's definitely like present in movies the idea of yeah once you see something you think 
that's interesting. And all of a sudden that's there. Yeah. Again, again, again. Um, I'm going to ask a pretty daunting question, I would say. Um, what has been the favorite thing or like some of the favorite things that you've watched during this time? What are like maybe three or four movies that really stick out in your mind as like, wow, these blew me away. Well, I, I definitely got to lead with um, a movie we just watched uh, just a few days ago. Um, Eternal it, Sunshine. Oh, Eternal Spotify. Sunshine. Yeah, I don't know. Long name movies, it's like just escapes you. <laughs> yeah. But Eternal Sunshine, the spotless mind. I've watched that for the first time, like in uh, February. Yeah, yes. I watched it in yeah. February. And I've watched it two more times since then. So wow. it's like it quickly rose as one of my favorite movies. It's just it's just so creative. It's so unique. And it's yeah. just such a great story. We and Noah and I watched it for the first time with him the other day. And Noah and I looked at each <laughs> other afterwards totally silent and i just walked to bed and fell in because it like literally gutted me well i i had to like it annihilated i had to like watch over you that night and make sure that you were still breathing at some point oh my gosh i don't know why like charlie kaufman man i think we'll we'll, we we might talk about him later on but he i think he just gets me better than most people do (laughs) he sees you he sees you bailey james i feel really (laughs) seen for charlie <laughs> Don't get me wrong, it's a good movie, but this is for you, baby. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah, he puts on a cardigan and says, This one's for you, Doc, and then steps <laughs> back behind the curtain. So Eternal Sunshine is one that you loved. Any others that come to your mind? Um, definitely three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Again, another long name movie. Yep. Uh-huh. If it's a long name, it's it might be good. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Also, I did already mention a glimpse inside the mind of Charles Swan the third. Not Ooh. a good movie. <laughs> a bad movie. No one knows of that one. They really but... flipped the script there. Yeah. <laughs> he said, he long said name, it'll people like it. He said, What about this? But it's bad. Oh. 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 What about it? Well, he got away with it though. Long name. <laughs> I don't even know what that movie's about. There's nothing really bothering knowing, but okay. <laughs> it's and not I'll great. Moving on. You might be interested in it. Who cares? Who cares? Um, but yeah, three billboards. That is a really cool movie. Um Francis McDormand, Sam Rockwell, uh, Owen Wilson, great cast. Yeah, and it's it's just a good story. Yeah, it's really cool. You guys, you guys haven't seen it. Right? I'd so I've really like to see. It. I've yeah. seen it. Yeah, I bought I bought the Blu-ray like a week later. I was like, I need to. I need you to see pass this that again. over here. Yeah, I, I feel like, like along, <laughs> especially now, it like has been recontextualized. You know, in like the midst of everything that's been going on, like I feel like that movie really holds up, and is really good to watch these days. Uh-huh. Yeah, I feel like it's. Um, I mean, it's only a couple years old. But. Yeah, uh, we we recently watched. I think one of the best movies that I've seen recently was when we watched uh, August Osage County. That movie slaps. Um, so good. What did so you good. think about that, Daniel? Just for a movie that is kind of atypical to probably most movies that you've seen over the course based, of the year, based on a play. Um, you know, pretty. It's drama heavy. I mean, pretty drama heavy. Uh, drama heavy in the sense that it is it is theatrical. Yeah, really theatrical. So, what did you? Yeah, what, let's talk about that one. That's a good one. My first thought was Meryl Streep. Mm. Um, mm, that, Meryl. Yeah, <laughs> that's a name that like, you know, you hear a ton. Right. I hadn't seen much of her stuff. I recently watched Kramer versus Kramer. And then, Critical you know, like a couple yeah. weeks later, I watched that. I'm like, holy cow, Meryl Streep. <laughs> oh, you never heard. Oh, you never heard of Meryl Streep. Have Street? you heard the news? <laughs> this woman can act. She's great. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we should discover this gun talent. <laughs> she's a, no, she is Why great. are we talking about this more? <laughs> every scene she's in, she steals the show. She is incredible. That, that dinner scene is like a... 
uh, it's a barn burner. It's just yes. an insane scene. I'd, li- I'd like somebody to make a list of uh, best of dinner scenes. Yeah. In movies. <laughs> Hereditary, that one. I'm thinking of ending things is another one that's a really, really good And name. then Shrek 2. And then <laughs> Shrek 2. That's Apex Mountain dinner scenes the right dinner there. Scene. Absolutely. Different. Yeah, it do be hidden different. <laughs> um, don't care. No, but that's definitely, that's definitely how I felt about Julia Roberts in that movie. Yeah, she's um, really good in I'm too. not a huge Julia Roberts fan, and I think it's mostly because my mom is a huge Julia Roberts fan. And so I grew up watching a lot of Julia Roberts's worst movies. Right. And then I'm like, okay, she's good in Oceans, right? Which have you seen the Oceans movies? I've not seen I I've seen I've, Oceans 8. And that's literally it. I just want that to sit for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, the room like literally just filled to the brim with disdain towards yeah. me. I don't mean to take the room down. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm about to take you down. Just chokehold <laughs> Down uh, to the floor. She's really good in Oceans. Uh, not Oceans 8. Um, no, she's really good in Oceans. Good. And uh, that's about it. That's as much as I like of Julia Roberts. But she's awesome. Um, and... and then August Osage County just totally blew me away. She's not bad in Wonder, right? No, I, I and I like Wonder a lot. Um, her mm. performances, I mean, it's good. It's not... Um, it does the job. It does the job. She's, I would she's say a that. mom. She does better than Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson just like, oh, my dad. I, and then, I, wow. I, firmly, wow. I firmly hold to the idea that Owen Wilson was not supposed to be in Wonder, but that he stumbled into the studio and they were already filming and he wouldn't leave. <laughs> like, and yeah, so he, okay. he just ended up in the movie. It's so weird. Anyway, you, you, yeah. you next question. So we're talking about all these good movies, obviously, which, by the way, everybody listening... You know, if you want to go out and support these films, give them a watch. Let us know what you think. Let Daniel know what you think, you know, over on his Instagram. Yeah, make sure to call Daniel and say, hey, man, I watched this movie. It's okay. (laughs) Okay, bye. It's pretty good. Bye. Let me add that to my list of already 100 movies left or so. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Out of everything, though, let's flip the coin, right? Flip the proverbial coin. Tales never fails. Tales never fails. Uh, what are some of the things that stick out as the worst? Yeah. We already talked about neo noirs, right? We, we a little bit, but yeah. You never really added any that were like particularly terrible to you. Well, there's a movie, uh, Mute. Mute. Um, it literally I just dropped you... the mic and walked away. <laughs> Mute. I'm done talking. <laughs> Mute, Daniel. <laughs> this is a Zoom call. Um, <laughs> yeah, I saw because I mentioned three billboards. Sam Rockwell's in that. Yeah growing sam rockwell obsession the mm. guy's incredible so then i'll watch the movie moon sam rockwell incredible really cool movie and then i then i was looking it up this is how it goes is that i have a list of movies then one thing leads to another movie and then i never get to actually complete my list because there's always more movies here we come 2021 so, <laughs> exactly so yeah that added moon to the list and then moon added this movie called mute which is by the same director and supposedly is like in some way a sequel as in existing in the same universe it has uh, Paul Rudd, also a great reason oh, to think like, like, wow, this this could be the coolest thing ever. Right? Yeah. No, it's just a neo-noir, and it's just so boring, <laughs> and I fell asleep during it. When I fall asleep during a movie, I'm realizing that recently, like when we were in the theater the other day, yeah. I was like, I, I could theoretically fall asleep right now, but when I like watch a movie on my computer and fall asleep, I wake up, I rewind it, because I can't not watch the movie. <laughs> right. That'd be if I'm in the theater, I'm toast, man. <laughs> That's a real fear. Good, well, it's a good thing the theaters have been closed for so long. Yeah. yeah. You've but, been warming up for this one. By the way, AMC, please open back up. Yeah. We miss the movies. We do miss the movies, but be safe. Be Absolutely. safe. You know, your health is worth, you know. Um. So, Mute is just one. Is that like, 
is that just like the ultimate worst one or like you gave that a one out of I, five on letterboxd yeah oh, he, he's I'm, he's doing some I'm, research. I'm gonna have to pull up the letterbox on this one because by the way follow stroud daniel on on letterbox it's literally just like stroud daniel right yeah also yeah. follow all it's of my, us on letterbox yeah follow all yeah well, while daniel's looking that up our we'll uh, link we, we could link him we'll in the definitely bio. link those yeah. um if you're a fan of movies and you think that other people like to know what you think about movies like I do. Yeah. I just pretend that people care about my opinion. Vivarium. <laughs> I found the worst movie I've seen. Oh, boy. Vivarium. With Jesse Eisenberg? Jesse Eisenberg. You may have seen ads for it, like, in, I think it was, like, March or so. Yes. Yeah. April. Around there. Vivarium is not a good movie. It's... Tell us why. <laughs> I will have you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I don't know of any other movies that really had this, like, kind of idea in it but it felt very like reused um of like just being in a neighborhood where it's like, a bunch of identical houses and there's kind of like there's them kind of being trapped in that neighborhood and stuff yeah. and it's like it's like it felt very familiar like i had seen it like a very cliche horror thing almost but um it's not good <laughs> it's just not it's bad yeah it just it has this weird like auto left turn and um it's just doesn't really like it pulls you out of the whole what's going on with it and i don't know it i think that movies do that to yeah. just kind of to say that it's you know if we do this now it's deep yeah and now you'll have to re-watch everything else to to see how this all lines that's up. not what that means like it, it makes me so angry when when people pull this out of left field turn situation and it's this big twist and it completely pulls you out of it it's supposed to send you further into the movie and like make you lean in a little bit and it can recontextualize some things that make it make more sense um but like, uh, you take well i mean I, i'm not going to spoil it but um what is it? The Sixth Sense? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Does this thing where, of course, it's, you know, the the famous movie twist. Yeah. Is is completely out of left field. And it makes it better. It makes it happening. And it makes it better because yeah. then you, you know, it it doesn't come out of nowhere in the sense that it feels like the movie knows that going into it. Yeah. Um, even though you don't know that going into it. Like that they they wrote that scene first and built a movie around that as opposed to just like throwing something in to keep audiences on their toes but in reality it like pulls you completely out of it so there's nothing really of merit to talk about in that movie yeah as long as it's interesting Vivarium yeah. was not interesting and <laughs> yeah. also I, just need, I need to just drop in there really quick that the kid has like a weird like robot voice yeah. didn't do it for you did not do it for me <laughs> i was already uninterested then they'd said like hey let's make it weird <laughs> oh daniel's picky like that no robots here <laughs> no, no robo baby robot voice that's where i draw the line yeah <laughs> i'm a simple guy it, it, he it, is. it bums me out because Noah and i really enjoy the art of self-defense great um, movie which has jesse eisenberg and imogen poots who like both in it um yeah i'm sorry <laughs> oh bless me um and so i was like really excited for vivarium because they're both in that too but Guess not. I've heard from multiple people that it's really bad. So just a waste of time. That's a huge bummer. I know that there were a couple other ones that you had that were just like bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Um, what were some of the other ones? Just not I mean, not to just bash on all these movies, but But we're bashing on all these we're movies. Ba- we kind of are. Yeah, you hear this movie? We hate you. <laughs> hate you movie. <laughs> Did you wanna run through my other one star reviews? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um Capone. You probably see ads for that. It was a huge marketing. Like Josh Trank's Capone. That movie was like one of the biggest of the like um, uh, digitally released movies during that. And yeah, you got uh, Tom Hardy playing an older Al Capone. 
and that's the whole movie. Conceptually, that's really interesting. It should be. Yeah, it really right. should be. I've heard that it's just not played out the it, way that it should. It's, it's just, just like him stuck in bed pooping just, his pants. Like, he's just pooping a lot, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Representative of the movie, big old poop. Wow. And it's and the whole thing seems <laughs> really good. It. Yeah, he's just. He's just there, just grunting like <laughs> the whole movie. <laughs> you're like, how is, how is Tom Hardy Dude, we should a real cast, actor? We should cast this guy to play off. Daniel should have done it. it. Yeah, I, I did as much as he did. Yeah. Hey, put wait. a bunch of makeup. Can you grunt? I I, I just did. Let me hear it. <laughs> <laughs> that one kind of seemed inquisitive, like a. <laughs> can you poop, can you poop see, your pants? See how much range there was. Poop your pants right now. And we'll be back after this break. <laughs> <laughs> hey, cast him. Hey, guys. Josh Trank, get him he's on the available. Horn. Get him on the horn. Capone too, starring Daniel Stroud. His yeah. breakout performance. He'll do it better. And you also really—that's did... the slogan. Yeah, <laughs> he'll do it better. Capone, but done better. <laughs> yes. Uh, you also really didn't like the kindergarten teacher, right? I did not like the kindergarten teacher. Maggie, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah. That's not the one with. Um, no, it's not. I keep. What? I always mix that one up with Private Life. With Private Life. Paul Giamatti. Yes. That movie's good. Uh huh. Kindergarten teacher was. It's very strange. Okay. Very did you weird watch movie. that? I've seen it, yeah. You have? What did you think of it, Bailey? I didn't hate it. I um I don't think I was expecting it. I really I didn't know what it was about. And then it just kept unfolding and I was like, this movie's whack. What's going on? I need to watch it again, um, for sure, because I was so weirded out by it. But I, I didn't mind it, I think, when I watched it. I watched it like two years ago. So Okay. I don't feel like I need to watch it again. <laughs> uh, Daniel knows how he needless feels. to say, he does not enjoy it. It's funny because we kind of mentioned these kind of ideas already, but it's like 90 minutes. Uh-huh. I'm interested. Yep. Color <laughs> Count interested. me. It's really slow and there's like no music. Oh, wow. Not interested. Bummer. But that's weird because <laughs> Does it have a long name. Isn't, no. Isn't the Kindergarten. kid. Kindergarten. <laughs> isn't that kid like a, like a prodigy though? The kid is like, the whole thing is that it's kind of the idea of like how, what the education system kind of like smothers like creativity and, um, you know, just open thought, I mm -hmm. guess. And that's a good and message. I can't it, wait it to is. be in the education, a good education system and just the, smother creativity. <laughs> but like, like the last scene, yeah, it kind of hurts. There's a pull to it. But, um, you know, it's, it's a kid that uh, the teacher sees potential in and by her helping to pursue him, like being able to reach that, like potential he really has, it's kind of got a weird kind of creepy vibe to it almost. Yeah. Uh, it takes a turn that you're like, what like should, there's a choice made that's really weird mm -hmm. I, I wonder why i mean if you're gonna be uh pushing a message like that i mean i've not seen it yeah. um so from somebody else that's hearing you know like what other people think of this movie for somebody that's or for a movie that's trying to push that message it seems like a really strange choice it, it really is it's a weird collision of like it's trying to push this message but also having this other yeah how are you gonna grasp grasp somebody emotionally um yeah. with something that strange and you totally we're talking about the kindergarten teacher a lot more than i've thought about it in the past two years but <laughs> i've not even seen it yeah you totally like really like you know to like destroy people's like into you know what i'm saying destroy people's <laughs> perception of your protagonist when she makes this choice there's no rooting for her after that oh. you're just like i have no i have no like respect for this character bad movie bad movie anyway um Daniel, kind of, kind of link this episode back to the other episodes of this podcast. We talk a lot about empathy and caring for others and grace and all those things. Um, how has this project changed how you interact with other people? You know, we talk a lot about movies being machines for empathy, helping yeah. you like realize maybe cathartic exchanges or you know notice different things about people. How has it made you a more empathetic individual? Has it changed your interactions on a daily basis? Um, I don't know. I'm just curious about that. Well, there's two things I'd want to say. Okay. The first is 
Say it. I'll say it. I don't even care. I don't care. I'll say it. Okay. <laughs> I'm always thinking about movies. I can't help it, but I'm probably going to, in one conversation over the course of 10 minutes, I'll probably mention 30 other movies and say, you should watch this. Or have you seen this? Uh-huh. And I'm not sure if everyone's really game for that conversation every time. But yeah. I think that that's still a fun thing because people want to know yeah. what their friends are enjoying. But you also you don't know? want to be like, oh, it's just Daniel is going to talk about movies with me all the time. You know? <laughs> I hope that's not how people think. Yeah. But- it like I don't know, it just buddy. consumes my thoughts. Uh, you yeah. know, if I spend two hours every single day watching this, and yeah, I'm gonna keep thinking about other movies. Yeah, yeah it's a commitment. Um, you know, totally. It it's it's a whole thing. And yeah. the second thing you were the gonna second say. thing is this is kind of like a broad generalization of movies, but something that I see is such a common thing is like the desire for connection. And every movie is like people are like it's there's some like need for finding another person or being with other people, and it's like. I mean, it's a very generalized thing. It's not in every movie. Or being seen by somebody. Every movie, it's someone's trying to, yeah, have some relation to another person in some way. And so, like, just the the desire of humans and their connection with other people. So, do you you feel like, noticing that trend of connection, do you feel like it has made you a more connected individual or less connected individual? Well, by watching movies and (laughs) being being away from people and watching movies. (laughs) Yeah. But the intent would be to, <laughs> to say, I, more no, the thought is there, I promise. Right. <laughs> so, no, guys, it's cool. I mean it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to believe. I, I, I desire to be a more connected person. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that makes sense. It probably helps you understand the reasons why people do certain things more. And um, because you've watched art do the same thing for so long and art you know, imitates life in most situations or it imitates life poorly in some situations. (laughs) That's the thing. I would say that the the motive of every movie, or at least the goal with most movies is to obviously portray uh, characters or a character or people that uh, we can understand. Yeah. Right. I mean, movies are less believable when it's a world that you're not really equipped to understand. Yeah. It's I mean, people love Marvel movies and superhero movies in general, uh, and things like that and things that are out of this world because it's a fun story. But then you're you're struggling with that line of getting people to understand your characters because they can see that they're human, too. Yeah. And so, you know, we see all these movies that are desperately trying to show people as people. And that's when people that's when people like movies or that's yeah. when people should like movies if it's done well. Yeah, I think all my favorite movies and kind of the commonality that I've seen in yours, it's like those are all very human stories. Like those are all incredible. Like Eternal Sunshine in the Spotless Mind is one of the more human movies that I've seen recently. Absolutely. It encapsulates human feeling and emotion in ways that I really can't explain. It really got and, me and the as way that, a human being. The way like, that the brain functions. Yeah. Um. So like, I mean, how do you, how do you understand the abstractness of thought and memory yeah. and put it into something that everybody can understand? Yeah. Um. It's, I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. So when you see those human portrayals and those human performances, um, are those the things that stick out to you as the strongest when you're like, I've known that person or I can see that happening in real life? Like maybe things that are more abs- abstract, but more difficult to connect to. Those are the ones that you probably don't enjoy as much. Yeah. It's like, I mean, like any like action sci-fi movie, there's no relational value to it. Right. It's just kind of, you're just watching things happen because it's supposed to be fun, but. For sure. Yeah, obviously, it's any any story that you can you can feel a, an emotional pull to that you can relate to is gonna be more uh, an appreciated time watching it. And a, yeah, a value. And are you? I would say this is just the last question for me, at least. Yeah. Going off of this idea of emotional connection, 
um, are you finding yourself more or less callous to movies that are constantly trying to grab your emotions and constantly pulling on your heartstrings? Or is it something that each movie does? If it does it effectively, you know, is it something that each movie does, you know, successfully? That's a great question. Yeah, I really like that one. Just like if it feels like the, it's already been done. Yeah, kind of yeah. Like it's trying so hard to make you feel emotional. Like, I feel like the movies that make me the most emotional are the ones that don't try near as hard. And it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if I watch a movie um, that, you know, really makes me emotional, and then, let's just say, for instance, Marriage Story, right? Uh, And then the next day... You said Marriage Story, and I needed a hug instantly. I was like, (laughs) oh, my gosh. Right. And then I watch something like Eternal Sunshine. Yeah. Right? Where, like, I just had this intense emotional process, you know the day before or the week before, or I still have that on my mind and I can see, I'm starting to see through the veil of movies doing what they do with cinematography and script writing and all those things to pull, like to evoke an emotion. Has that made you more or less open to those attempts at, you know, getting your emotions out? Yeah. Well, that is exactly why I schedule out every movie that I'm watching like by the month because I definitely don't want to watch a bunch of just cram a bunch of like emotion heavy movies Uh and I'm not going to try to watch bad movies but I'm going to know which movies is going to be like more uh valuable or have more of a like a depth to it so I'm going to space those out by the week so the message really hits you harder if you like yeah give it the space that it deserves that's yeah I'll watch I'll watch a bad movie to fill time not necessarily a bad movie but movie yeah, that you're not as you good are, a movie yeah that you don't care about as much yeah well that was a really really great conversation and daniel i'm so appreciative of you being here and open to that discussion yeah. i've been really fascinated by this whole experiment of yours and kind of journeying journeying along with you as being you know roommates of yours um it's been so interesting so thank you so much for that yeah, for sure um so now we transition to our uh, penultimate segment um the what have we been reading or watching or listening to um we do this every episode daniel i don't know if you've listened to the podcast but i hope so yeah you better be (laughs) Uh, we check in with the people that are on the podcast see what we've been reading or watching or listening to just to find some commonality um because some of us have watched similar things or maybe give recommendations to the listeners so um daniel let's start with you what have you been like reading or watching or listening to this week that's like really stuck out to you well, I'm not a big reader, but <laughs> actually I, can't read. I can't read. Yeah, that's why when we put on subtitles, it really distracts. Well, it's him. not a book a day. Parasite was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I still make time to watch TV. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there's a movie, the show that I got into during the whole lockdown, but um, it's on Showtime, and it's kind of I had a Showtime trial, and then it ended once I was at the end of the first season. So I've been able to pick up pieces of the second season more recently. And it's a show called Kidding with Jim Carrey. Um, I believe he's gotten a Golden Globe nomination for it. So like, it's 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 a good show. It's he's like, it's like a variation of like Mr. Rogers. Okay. And so he's kind of like the Mr. Rogers of this world, but he's he's Mr. Pickles. Yeah. And (laughs) oh right, Mr. Pickles. You know, you've heard of Mr. Pickles. Doesn't exist, but you probably heard of it. Um, Naturally. And it's so fascinating that. Now, like he's like as Mr. Roger was, he's like almost like the perfect person. He's like and like known by all people. He's so like famous and well known as just being the perfect like good American citizen. Mm-hmm. And the show is like run by his like his family. Like his sister helps make the the props and whatnot, the puppets. 
and his dad is like the producer of it and the, the, the showrunner and through their own corruption and they're like um just by being human and living life um they're like tearing him apart and saying like you gotta like shaping him to be what they believe is a regular person but he's that's so fast yeah wow. it's so incredible just wow. seeing just I'm seeing him be I... torn apart doing that yeah i'm sad i haven't heard of it before. i do have showtime so maybe we should ch check that out okay yeah, I'm put that on the list. second season put that on the list of a thousand shows that i need to finish or watch or right. whatever so. um bailey what have you been watching slash reading slash listening to um so last episode i was reading i'm thinking of ending things and i got about halfway through and it was thursday before the movie came out so mm -hmm. i stopped reading so we could all watch the movie together so you know, I'm still reading that and I still like the book. Having watched the movie, I'm less drawn to finish the book because I, I you know, I know what happens. Uh -huh. I don't know if it'll be that much different. So I'm thinking of ending things as one. Um, my favorite band, Death Cab for Cutie, their uh, album Plans turned 15 last week. So I've been listening to Plans a lot just to like celebrate that. Yeah. Um, anything else? Uh, I don't think so nothing particularly comes to mind daniel and i watch uh john mulaney's sack lunch bunch yeah when we watched it i think when you were gone oh my god <laughs> everything happens when you're gone i really loved it i'd not seen it before i'm a big john mulaney guy i've seen like 15 times yeah and he'll keep watching it he's <laughs> I just like never stop watch sack it. lunch bunch yeah so that was really good and we also all watched i'm thinking of ending things yes, which um that, that sure happened and was yeah, a thing. I love that. I love Charlie Kaufman anyway. So yeah. um, I really, really enjoyed that. Noah, what have you been watching, reading, or listening to? We haven't talked about The Boys Season 2 yet. So, we haven't. Yeah. Um, and I will we'll save it for a little bit later once we get more into it. Yeah. See how I feel about it. See when you catch up on Season 1. I got to catch up still. Um, what sticks out to me is uh, Daniel and I went to the theater to go see Unhinged starring <gasps> Unhinged. Russell Crowe. Big now, boy Russell Crowe. Man, he's a big boy in that movie. Boy, was I a fan of that movie. And I, I genuinely want to say, listeners, if you feel safe enough to go to a movie theater, if you feel healthy enough to go to a movie theater, if you don't mind going to maybe a matinee where you know you're going to be the only person in the theater, no. please, please, please go support this movie because, I mean, box office numbers are just dismal right now. Yeah. Um, But this movie deserves way more than it's gotten so far. And it is... I mean, it's mindless to say the least. Yeah. But it's such a fun time. It's so much fun. I was so shocked when I saw your litter box review and it was four and a half stars. I gave I it like, a four and a half out of five. I, I, you know, we talked about it a little bit. You know, the movies that you'd watch pr prior to that were <laughs> I'm Thinking of Ending Things, Tenet, and Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Not the most direct movies in the world. Absolutely not. And that's what Daniel said to me was he was like, I just want to watch something that I know I don't need to think about. Too yeah. Much. Um, which is true. You don't, but also it's wonderfully written. I think it's, I think it's really well written. Uh, the action is intense. The stakes are really believable. Yeah. Um, it's a fun time. Um, I, that, that sounds like a lot of fun and I, I want to check it out and you've offered to see it with me. So I might take you up on that. I forgot to mention, uh, Marvel's Avengers, the game came out this past oh, Friday yeah. and I bought it. So I've been playing that a little bit and it's, it's pretty fun. Okay. That's really all I have to say. Um, we're yeah, still getting there. We're still getting there. Waiting it, for an update. Yeah, waiting for an waiting update. Waiting for some patches. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The game's super buggy right now, and I, I'm still trying to get into the story, but it's fun. Uh, it's cool to be able to play as these characters. Um, so, yeah, that's something. Okay. So that... Well, that, well last thing. Yeah. What, do you, what were you going to say? I've been listening to this artist on Spotify. Who? Uh, his name's Noah DeGeorge. Uh, 
Dude, he plugged his own music. Well, you weren't going to do it. <laughs> I so forgot. I, I had to do it. Uh, I've been listening to my own music on Spotify. Maybe you should too. Check me out. No, no to George. George on Spotify. All right. Close us out, Bailey. Okay. Yeah. This comes to the end of the show. Special shout out to the wonderful Brady Bolden for writing, composing our theme. Again, I'm your host, Bailey Hunt, and you can find me at BaileyJames1215 on Instagram and BaileyJHunt on Twitter. And I'm your other host, Noah DeGeorge. You can find me at Noah underscore DeGorgeous, both on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow our show at Strictly Conversational Podcast on Instagram as well. Yeah, so Daniel, do you want to you plug yourself or anything like that? I'm not really big on plugging, but what, what would I be plugging? <laughs> movie movie, 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 day, movie yeah. day 2020. Yeah, it's... On Instagram, I just kind of post uh, a clip or a picture from the movie. Something simple, a little fact on there too. Why not? Uh, yeah, it's at Movie A Day Twenty Twenty. Fun yeah. stuff. Awesome, Daniel. Thank you so much for being here. So next time we'll be talking about uh, catharsis and in, in different pieces of art and how that um, brings us closer to one another and also helps us process things that we might have not processed before. So we're excited about that episode. Absolutely. Certainly to stir up some strong emotional feelings, but we welcome that here. So. Um, Until next time, guys, um, be good to one another. Don't take yourselves too seriously. And don't forget to wear a mask. We thank Daniel Stroud again for being on the show. Thank you. We'll see you next time.